All right, let's get going. So we're up to the second class in our Living Shabbos series. Last week we went through the halachas of Arab Shabbos, Friday, and the proper setting to go into Shabbos with. And today the focus is on Shabbos clothing, which is a very good continuation of uh, what Arab Shabbos is. And we'll go through exactly what clothing does and how it connects to Shabbos, and therefore what our responsibility is, and the, um, the, the gain that we have by changing, by changing our clothing. All right, what is the essence of clothing? And what does it do specifically when it comes to areas of Kedusha, when it comes to elements of holiness? So the Torah has a big focus on clothing, specifically when it comes to the Kohen Gadol. Kohen Gadol doing the Avodah, in the Beis HaMikdash, which is actually something that we start out every morning with. People don't realize this. Um, but you ask somebody why they wash their hands in the morning after getting out of bed. So people say, and I thought like this too, till I learned it inside in the Mishnah that uh, you wash your hands because when you sleep, there's like a ruach, hatumah, there's like a spirit of impurity, and therefore you gotta, you gotta wash it off. Interestingly, the way the Mishnah writes the halacha, he does bring that down. But the, he says... It seems to the Mishmur, the, the main reason why we wash our hands, that's like an additional reason. Once you're washing our hands, this is like another gain that you have from it. The main reason why we wash our hands is to is the same way that the Kohen had to wash from the Kiar. Before starting the Avod in the Beis HaMikdash, a Jew starts their hands, start, starts the morning washing our hands to remind ourselves that it's a day of service of Hashem. And therefore, we wash our hands the same way the Kohen washed his hands before starting a day of service. That's what our hands are, which is, interestingly, uh, the, it's a fascinating expression of the blessing we make. We say, Baruch ato Hashem, Elokeinu Melech HaOlam, Asher Kedishonu B'Metzosu V'Tzivanu Al Netilas Yadoyim. Netila is to take, on taking my hands. You'd think the blessing would be on washing my hands. Thank you, Hashem, for the mitzvah that the rabbis gave us to wash our hands. We don't say to wash our hands. We say, thank you, Hashem, for the mitzvah of taking. Netila is to take. What do you mean to take our hands? So my mother, Zechariah Lebracha, would quote this all the time. And she would say, you're supposed to take your hands in service. So God gave you hands. You're moving your fingers. You're thanking Hashem that I have these hands that I could take and use to, and use to serve Him. So Netila, we, we start our day reminding ourselves of the Kohen, of the Kohen Gadol. And one of the, one of the important elements of the Kohen Gadol, in order for his avoda, in order for his service to be effective, was the change of clothing. And the Torah, when describing the clothing of the Kohen Gadol, writes that the purpose of the, of the clothing was lekavod ulisifaris, for honor and splendor. That's how we translate it in English. Now, what is the honor and what is the splendor? The honor and splendor, there's a few different approaches, all of them working in sync, is honor to the Kohen and splendor to the office that he serves. Splendor to his purpose. Okay? The same way you have a chef who, when going to uh, specific events, right? there's, a, there's a way that a, a chef wears a hat, there's a police officer, an officer represents... Uh, the the force that he works for, and uh, many many different uh, areas of earning a livelihood. There's a specific way you dress because that represents what's there. So the sefer achinuch 
says that the reason why the Kohen Gadol had to wear different clothing is because chitzonius ma'orer es haprimius. It's a very, actually a, a fascinating idea, which is the externals ma'orer bring light to the internals. If I dress a certain way, it brings light to that which happens in. And it's fascinating how the Rebbein Shalom made the world. It works both ways. You can't just be in a... a uh, a person who looks away on the outside and you're not like that way inside. You shouldn't just dress the part and not be like that inward. But we do find when you dress, you present yourself a certain way, it awakens something inward. David Kaplan has a book called Impact. And in there, I believe, I must have read years ago. Um, I don't recall exactly, there's like Impact 1, Impact 2, I don't know. Uh, I just reminded myself of the story, interestingly, because um, we were getting rid of a bookshelf in our basement a bookcase in our basement, and I had to take all the books off. There were books there that I hadn't read in years. So like, I'm like, that, this book. And as I'm like, you know, cleaning off the rest of the shelves, I'm like thinking about this, you know, the stories that I that I enjoyed from that book. So um, in that book, I recall he has a story, which is, I don't open them to read them, otherwise I'll stop working. You know, you ever do that? You ever start emptying a bookshelf? You're like, oh, that's an interesting book. And you open it up. You're gone for like the next three hours. Like, oh, just another, you know, cute little, another two. But there's a mice in there where he brings down that there was a guy who came to Arsamech. He's Rebbe Arsamech of David Kaplan. And he showed up, in, you know, and his dress was torn jeans, baggy t-shirt, long ponytail, long hair. That was, that was his thing. And he was very bothered I don't recall if it was specifically about Shabbos clothing and suits and ties or whatever. There was a certain time in yeshiva where he stuck out, even being our Sameach. And he came to have this conversation with David Kaplan. And his approach was that the way I present myself means nothing. So who cares? Who cares? Don't judge a person externally. And David Kaplan said, I agree with you a million percent. It makes no difference how you dress. Therefore, tomorrow morning, I want you to come in clean-shaven with a short haircut and a suit and tie. Because it doesn't matter. And the guy says, I can't do that. He says, I can't do that. He's like, but it doesn't matter. And he says, uh, all right, fine. <laughs> it does matter, right? Was, don't judge people by that. But the way we present ourselves, for me, not for anybody else, for me is going to cause a, a shift, it's going to cause a shift in what is happening right now. Not necessarily even in a better way, but this is, this is a reality. There are people who even when they're working on Zoom, it's a known thing. Don't, don't just put on a shirt and stay in your pajama bottoms. You're not going to get the same work done. As if you get dressed the same way you go to work. As if you're leaving the house. People know this. When people who don't need to leave out, you sit around, in your, I know, you sit around the house in your pajamas the whole day. You're not going to be as productive as if, even if you're staying home, you just get dressed. Get dressed, fix yourself up a little bit. It's going to impact our productivity. It absolutely will impact our productivity, even if we're not going anywhere. And therefore, says the Sefer HaChinuch, the purpose of the Kohen Gadol's changing of clothing is the chitzayinus virus apnemius. It allowed the Kohen to focus internally on his avoda. That's one element of clothing. Rabbi Avram ben Arambam, the Rambam son, in his beautiful Sefer, called Hamaspik Lo'oved Hashem, the guide to serving, guide, to, to serving God, he says that when we dress the part, we act the part, which is, he's referring to, and this is the Teferes, 
that the reason why the Kohen Gadol had to wear, had, had to wear uh, different clothing is because, as you mentioned before, it gave the office of the Kohen Gadol heightened status. It wasn't just for him, it's for the way others will perceive him and the whole office of the Kohen Gadol. We find this changing clothing has halachas when it comes to davening. There's certain halachas, such as covering our, covering our toes, covering our feet when it comes to davening, which in general areas of tzniyas can perhaps not be an issue. When it comes to davening, you're supposed to present yourself a certain way. You dress up, you, you put things together. And there's many connections between this idea of the Kohen Gadol and, and Shabbos. And I'm focusing on this just to create the, the setting of clothing. And it's very important. We say this in, in Kabbalah Shabbos. Uh, you know, we say, Livshi bigdech sefartech ami. Those are the words we say. Livshi bigdech sefartech ami. We get dressed up. We get dressed up in levush, in, in clothing. And we're mentioning what we're saying in Kabbalah Shabbos with this is that the same way the clothes of the Kohen Gadol were meant to affect him both internally and externally, in order for our Shabbos to be different, and Shabbos is going to be different anyway. In order to affect and for us to notice and to feel that our actions on Shabbos are different, it's important to dress Shabbistic. It's important to have clothing that's unique to Shabbos. This is not just a psychology. It's a Gemara telling us, the Shochan Aruch rules, this is a mitzvah. We get reward. When we put on Shabbos clothing, the Gemara and Shabbos on, on uh, Daf Kuf Yotesimut Beis, page 119b, tells us, La'ilam yisadar adam of Shabbos, the same way as we learned last week, you're supposed to set up your table on Friday and prepare for Shabbos properly. The Gemara goes on to say, V'chibadito, V'chibadito from the expression of kavod, honoring, the way to show honor to something is, says the Gemara, to honor it through special clothing. What we're going to discuss today is, what does this mean? What is special clothing? What does it mean? The chibadito means to honor it is to have a special garment in honor of Shabbos. The Shabbos garment does not need to be more expensive. Even though in general we know, you know, things that are nicer, taste better, you save it with COVID Shabbos, right? It's in honor of Shabbos. But the truth is, in order to honor Shabbos, our clothing doesn't need to be like more, more expensive, doesn't need to be more dynamic, doesn't need to be different. It just needs to be special for Shabbos. This is my Shabbos shirt. My Shabbos shirt. This is a shirt I wear on Shabbos. I could have got it in a secondhand store. Doesn't matter. I like it. It's set aside. It's special for Shabbos. The approach, the mindset, the setting that Chazal, that the sages give us is to dress up like a person's going to greet a partner. Like a groom and bride and a bride and groom. We come to Kabbalah Shabbos, Boikala, Boikala. We know that every day of the week has a partner. Shabbos, Sunday and Monday are partners, the Gemara tells us. Tuesday and Wednesday are partners. Thursday and Friday are partners. Who's Shabbos' partner? Shabbos, as we learned last week, the Shabbos queen is Hashem. Is Hashem. Shabbos' partner, we are married to Shabbos. We're Shabbos' partner. So we show up to Shabbos the same way a partner shows up dressed and ready to greet in an excited fashion their, their partner. Shabbos is the partner 
of Klai Yisrael. And the Gemara goes on to say, we'll keep learning the Gemara, now we're going to move six blot earlier, which is the main sugya, the main place where the Gemara discusses the Shabbos clothing. This is on Daf Kufyad Gimel Amaral of page 113a. The Gemara teaches us that if a person could afford to, they should have separate garments for Shabbos, separate clothes for weekday, and if not, he should, the person should unroll their garments. That's the expression of the Gemara. If you can't have separate garments for Shabbos, I don't have enough money, I don't have enough room in my house. I, don't, I, I, don't, I can't have special garments. So what do you do, says Gemara? Unroll the garments. It's a very unclear type of expression. So Rashi, who's one of the greatest Bali Chesed, people talk about Chesed, kindness. Right? I feel like Rashi is probably one of the greatest Bali Chesed in our history. Like There's so many things we can't understand. All Rashi had to do was just learn Torah, learn Torah and not write anything. But Rashi, out of kindness to all of us, he just wrote down what his thoughts were to explain to us. It's such a beautiful kindness that he just took out his pen and like now for, you know, for hundreds of years, we're just, we're able to understand things because he, you know, he did this chesed for us. But Rashi explains that uh, unrolling the garments was a practice done by wealthy and leisurely people. People who had time to focus on their clothing they would wear long flowing clothes because, says Rashi, they didn't need to worry about their garments getting dirty. They always had people able to help them do their laundry and take care of it. So Rashi's understanding is that what the Gemara is instructing us is that our Shabbos attire should be a little more elegant. It should be a little more elegant than our weekday clothing. And if you can't afford more elegant clothing, so then wear the same clothing in a more dignified manner. The same clothing, that's what it means by unrolling it. Wear the same clothing, but wear it with like an extra necklace. Wear it with like a little bit of a nicer tie. A little bit of an extra oomph, a little bit of extra power to that same clothing. I don't have specials, I don't have a... You should wear it with an extra, you know, a little bit of an extra element of, of respect. The Rambam, interestingly, in Hochas Shabbos, in Parak Lamed, Halacha Gimel, chapter 30, Halacha 3, he seems to understand the obligation of Shabbos clothing a little bit differently. And he says that if somebody's able to have different clothing for Shabbos and weekday, that's great. He says if you don't have different clothing, he says you should lower your talus so that it doesn't look the same as you wear it during the week. Now a talus we know as a talus and jewel, but a talus really means a garment. So the Rambam's telling us is that let's say you don't have, I can't even wear it more elegant. I don't, same exact clothing. So he says, just wear it different. Wear it different. The essential idea is that is the way I'm getting dressed for myself. It should be different than I wear my garments um, for Shabbos. Now the reason why this is an important introduction as we get into the practical halachas of it is because Mm -hmm. something that we learned a lot during COVID and um, is, is a, it could be hard. It could be hard to stay stark in, could stay to, to stay strong in, is that people tend to believe, when we don't study up on this idea, that the reason why it's important to put on a nice dress, the reason why it's important to put on a nice suit, the reason why it's important to, put on to dress up a little bit, is because you go to shul. Right? You dress up for shul. You get out of the house, you out you look Shabbos dick. For everybody else, and you're honoring, you go to you go to a synagogue, and you honor the prayers. So you so you put on a, a hat or whatever people think. They go. 
we change our clothing has nothing to do with anybody else. And it has nothing to do with shul. It has to do with Shabbos. I might be home by myself the entire Shabbos, but I, Shabbos comes, I'm greeting the Shechina, I'm greeting the Divine Presence, I'm greeting the Shabbos Queen. So whether or not we're going to shul, whether I'm in my house the entire Shabbos, we have a mitzvah to demonstrate that Shabbos is different than any other day. Shabbos is unique. This is a day of kavod and teferis. This is a day of honor and, uh, and splendor. And the same way, there, yes, there is a list of things that we don't do on Shabbos, but we're also obligated to do things that bring kavod to Shabbos and, and uh, aren't, and, and we'll call it change the vibes of weekday vibes to Shabbos vibes. So it's the word people use now, the vibe. Yeah, the vibe in the room. Yeah, is it? Right? But it, it, the, the, there's true. It's the, it's the ambiance. It's the culture in the room where the, 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 there, are, there are certain things that we're expected to do. There's a mitzvah to do on Shabbos to make it special for Shabbos in line with the, with the sanctity of the day. There are those who say it's even it's connected to a... a it's, there are postkim. I don't believe this, how we paskim. But there are those who say it's even a biblical obligation to change clothing based upon the psukim. Most of the later uh, poskim say that it's a mitzvah that comes from the sages based upon the way the Torah writes the, the obligation. Um, Ezra, when he, by the second base on Mikdash, when he came back with Ta Yisrael, enacted the washing of the clothing on, uh, on uh, prior to Shabbos, make sure we have clean clothing, which we'll, get to, which we'll get to as well. But the idea over here is that... This applies throughout Shabbos, and <laughs> I'll share something that that's, uh, has to do with my father. I'm not good about for various reasons. So, as we as the the expression goes, "Eschatoi ani maskir my sins I am remembering today. Um, but uh, this. This uh, expression comes about, right? So, uh, yeah, when Yosef's coming out of prison, I believe also by Purim. Okay, it's an expression people use when you're about to bring something up. It does make you look so good. My father, Zechariah Lebracha, was, his thing was wearing a tie on Shabbos. Throughout Shabbos. Throughout Shabbos. I have a friend, he's originally from St. Louis, who knew this about my father. He's in 12th grade. <coughs> Spare some details. Didn't make it through the whole high school. Uh, my father uh, instructed him in the middle of his senior year to go somewhere else. Um, but two years later, he heard that my father was in Lakewood visiting my brother Shul. And he was visiting a friend. He's not from Lakewood, but he was visiting a friend in Lakewood who davens in my brother Shul. And he said, oh, Rabbi Tumler is going to be in, in the Congregation Sons of Israel. He says, I'm going to go. I want to go see Rabbi Tumler. He felt very close with my father. Um, and he started, he told me, he told me this when I was sitting Shiva. He said he started walking to Shul and he, rem- he it was Shabbos. And he remembered my father would always tell him in high school, you keep your tie on when you come to Davin in the Mechina. You come to Davin, whether it's Kabbalah Shabbos, Shachras, Mincha, you wear your tie. And he wasn't wearing a tie. So he said, out of respect for your father, I wanted to put a tie on. So he turned around and he went back to his host's house. And he said, I'm going to see, he said, I want to see Rabbi Tamler, it's Shabbos, and I'm wearing a part of a tie. So he said, we don't have a tie, but the, his friend's father had a bow tie. <laughs> so he said, maybe a bow tie will make Rabbi Tamler happy. <laughs> so he puts on a bow tie, 
And he came to he came to Shul. He said he walked in. He said my father, my father saw him, and he walked. He gave him such a big hug and smile, and he said, he said so and so. You should know. I'm so glad you're wearing a bow tie. You remind me of my father. My Zaidi Isaac always had a bow tie and a cigar. That was his look. His look was a bow tie and a cigar. So ever since then, ever since then, at least when my father was Nifter, this guy told me it had been about 10 years since the story had happened. He said every Shabbos he wears a bow tie and honor my father. He started wearing bow ties and honor my father. All right? Whatever it was. So my father was very mocked that you wear a, you, you wear a tie when you, when you come to Dav. Now Why? Why was he makbid on that? What's the idea? Because to my father, why is Shabbos Mincha less important than Friday night? You come to Friday night and everybody gets, everybody's dressed up and they're doing that. Shabbos Mincha, people come rolling in like Shabbos is over. Why is Shabbos over? Shabbos isn't over. Where'd your tie go? He would always tell me to put on a tie. Now, I'm not good with this. I happen to dislike ties. To me, I don't even know why. Maybe I should go see uh, seek help on why on why it is. It's like a thing. I do not like ties. It's a sen- It's a sen- no, It's a sensory thing. It's a. It's sens- uh, you know. But that's also not such a. You know, if I, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's a valid excuse either. I just can't, I just don't like 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 I say no noose is good noose. I, I just don't like the the thing around the neck for whatever reason. But okay, Friday night in Shabbos morning, I do wear a tie though. I do wear a tie Friday night and Shabbos morning, okay? At a covered Shabbos. So my, this bothered my father a lot that in yeshiva, the guys wouldn't put their ties on when they came to Shabbos Mincha. So it bothered him. In high school, you can't, the same way you wore a hat and jacket, you wore a tie. But in the Bismedrash, post high school, and my father didn't run, he, uh, they, the guys, you know, the guys didn't put on ties for Shabbos Mincha. So one time we were davening in the Bismedrash, and half the place is, you know, they're wearing their nice suits and hat, and no ties. So my father... Turned to Rev Kolevsky Zetzel. That is a family name up on the wall. Right? From St. Louis. Said to Rev Kolevsky, who's the Rashiva, he said, Rev Kolevsky, I don't understand why you don't make the Yeshiva Bachram keep their ties off from Mincha. It's still Shabbos. It's still Shabbos. What changed? So Rev Kolevsky, with his classic humor, said to my father, Rabbi Yosef, it bothers you because you're a Litvak. You're a Lit- you're Litvish. He says, let me explain to you Hasidish. He says, anything Kaddish, the longer you're in it, the holier it is. It just keeps adding. This is true. You start something, and the longer you're in it, the more Kaddusha exists. So he says, when Shabbos starts, we all start out as Litvaks. Comes Shabbos morning, a little more. He says, by Shabbos afternoon, there's so much Kedusha, we all become Hasidish, we throw our ties off. That was, that was, his, uh, that was his humor to my father. Okay, my father, my father smiled, and that, that, was, that was it. Okay, so why am I bringing that down as, a, uh, as an introduction? Because what happens is, very often, and this is a, a mistake that people make, and it's worthwhile strengthening ourselves in, is that people, by the time their Shabbos lunch is over, sometimes, it's like they're back into their weekday clothing. Back then, sometimes for adults, sometimes for kids. Sometimes you could have people walking into shul Shabbos afternoon. They're wearing jeans and a t-shirt and shoes. They're back into their into their weekday clothing. Now it's preferable to come to shul than not come to shul at all. You should be, people should be encouraged to come to shul, even if they're not going to be dressed Shabbos dick. But it is worthwhile, you know, using our common sense and using the 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 knowledge that, when appropriate, to encourage people who just don't understand the the mitzvah. 
and the importance that when I'm the covet and teferis, that I'm the 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 schar, the reward that I'm able to bring to Shabbos to wear appropriate attire, the covet Shabbos is there. Now, when it comes to kids, it could be different. You're right; it could be different. You don't want to, you know. There's a balance that needs to be had. You don't want the kid to, who's five years old to be ruining all their Shabbos clothing. So he's like, okay, you're going to go play in the mud, go change out, or whatever it is. And then you put him back in. Okay, so again, that's part of chinuch, balancing out for a child, you know, and even for ourselves. Sometimes people will change their shirt when it comes to the meal because they know they feed their shirt more than themselves sometimes. All right, so people do change their surface. But the Misa, when we sit at our Shabbos meals also, we should try our best to, to fulfill this mitzvah and to stay focused on on Kavach Shabbos. All right. We quoted the Rambam, we quoted the Gemara, based upon all that, the Shulchan Aruch, and the Code of Jewish Law, Arachayim, rules that a person, ideally should strive, to have a separate set of, nice clothing, but he says, at least, make your regular clothing, look nicer. Okay, at least make your regular clothing, look nicer. What is considered clothing? So clothing, certainly that's considered clothing, is the outer garments. The shirt, the dress, whatever wearing that, that could be seen. What about, clo- what about shoes? What about shoes? And I would, say, I would say there's a certain age that we reach, and I myself am included in this now, certain age that we reach that you can't, your, your shoes cannot, can no longer just be a fashion statement. You can't function. It needs to be, it has to be comfortable. Otherwise, I'm just pinched the entire day and I'm grouchy. I need to wear shoes that are, it, it's, it's more about comfort than style at this point in my life. So, so do I, let's say there's a pair of shoes. I wear one pair of shoes. I can't keep changing my orthotics from this one to that one and from this to that <laughs> one. pair of shoes. Yeah? So, do, do I need to change my weekday shoes to my Shabbat shoes? Is that also, should I, do I, should I go through a large expense about buying a separate pair of shoes. So this comes into our shoes considered clothing. So I want to open up a fascinating, uh, really a fascinating uh, can of worms about whether or not shoes throughout our history have been called clothing. Now notice, as we go through this, shoes, it seems, have never been something that have been considered fashionable. They've, in halacha at least, it's always considered something that's very practical. So, um, there's a sefer called the Shara Ephraim, whose grandson was the Chacham Tzvi, and he was asked about it. He was asked the Shaila where somebody had committed to pay for his friend's clothing, and the friend assumed that the commitment to pay for his clothing was also to buy him new shoes. Okay, and the fellow who had this commitment brought a proof. From a Mishnah in Sanhedrin, it lists different forms of worshiping idols that are forbidden, but are not, you don't have to give up your life for this day, right? And it includes a person who hugs an idol, cleans it, sprays water in front of it, washes it, puts clothing on it, or puts shoes on it. So the one who committed to buying the clothing says from the Mishnah, look, the Mishnah separates clothing and shoes. So when I committed to buying this guy clothing, shoes is different than clothing. The Mishnah lists shoes different than clothing. And therefore, based upon this Mishnah, the Shara Ephraim writes that actually he believes shoes are not clothing. And therefore, there's no mitzvah at all to have separate Shabbos shoes. There's no mitzvah. Now, he writes in his shuva 
he could hear why people will argue on this. He says, I'm getting it from a Mishnah, but I could hear why you might. You could always say, maybe it just wants to list two separate things, but it really is one. It's maybe shoes do fill up. Okay, but that's the approach of the Shire Ephraim. Shoes are not necessarily considered clothing. Now, there's a safer called Shavos Yaakov. I'll take another question, another question in a moment. Safer called Shavos Yaakov that um, he brings other examples where you find in Allah there's a difference between shoes and clothing. Uh, in Devarim, uh, in Perek Chavtes, Pasuk Dalid, it, uh, it lets us know that when we were in the Midbar, our clothing didn't wear out and the shoes on our feet did not become tattered. So he says, you know, and he says to the, to the uh, Shara Ephraim, very nice to bring a, Mishnah, uh, a proof from a Mishnah, he said you can even find in a verse, you find Pesukim in the Torah, where there's a difference, but he still argues on this whole uh, approach. And he says, no, shoes are a type of clothing. And the reason why in the Torah and in the Mishnah we single it out is just to put emphasis. But really, it's considered, uh, really it's considered an item, uh, it's an item of clothing. Okay. Now, um, he brings various proofs. He says the same thing you find by food and drink. Sometimes drink is considered part of food. Sometimes we mention it. Uh, we mention it separately. But based upon this, we see from the um, we see from the Shvus Yaakov that you would be obligated to have uh, special Shabbos shoes or at least clean the Shabbos shoes because it is considered separate clothing. Now the Ben Chai, Rabbi Yosef Chaim of Baghdad, addresses this question directly. And he doesn't quote everything we mentioned. And he says something else. He says, beautiful. You know, every morning we make the morning blessings. And we recite one blessing on, blessing on clothing. We say, Malbish Arumim. And another for shoes. Sha'asali Kaltsarki. So he says, you see a blessing instituted for clothing. Another one for shoes. He says, since it's a separate blessing, shoes must not be considered an article of clothing. And therefore he paskins that there's no need whatsoever to have special Shabbos shoes. That's the psak. Of, of the Benish Chai. Practically speaking, Sfardim specifically will follow that. Rabbi Shmuel Kamenetsky, in this beautiful whole set of Sfardim here, Kaivetz Halachas, he dis- discusses a lot of this, and he rules that if possible, this, this, especially nowadays, where shoes are noticed and shoes aren't just something that are worn to get us from place to place, he says that ideally a person, if possible, should have a separate set of Shabbos shoes. Okay. Now, do I change all? So that was a conversation very interesting about shoes and clothing. Now, we discussed outer garments. What about undergarments? How different does all of our clothing need to be? So um, everybody's in agreement that undergarments should just be washed and cleaned. There's no need to have uniquely special Shabbos undergarments. You know, now people who want to have a separate wardrobe and are able to financially the covered Shabbos, lahag del as they say, lahag del ladira, hate. Again, you want to make Shabbos more special in that way, but that's not the mitzvah that, that, we're, that we're referring to. There are people who have a separate yarmulke for Shabbos, people who have a separate hat for Shabbos. And it's brought down that the, the Chazan Ish used to have special Shabbos pajamas. A special pajamas that he wore on Shabbos. He never wanted to go a moment on Shabbos that he didn't feel Shabbos He always wanted there to be covered and teferis in honor of Shabbos. Speaking about the Chazanish who were wearing pajamas on Shabbos, they say about the Satmar Rebbe, he didn't go to sleep on Shabbos. Because he said on Shabbos, I'm the, 
I'm, I'm, I'm in a, a marriage on a higher level than I'm ever able to possibly be with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How could I give up a minute of that? And he would just stay up the whole Shabbos and he would learn and he would dive and he would say Tehillim. Right? The whole Shabbos was covered at the fair. He wouldn't even put on his pajamas. Um, there are poskim that say that for men there is, uh, it, it is appropriate if possible, it's brought down the Magad Avram, to have a special Shabbos Gadol, a special Shabbos Talis. It's brought down about the stipler. We have his picture right here. In the back of the room, the father of Reb Chaim Kanievsky, he wore a gartel. He used to have a special uh, Shabbos, uh, Shabbos gartel. But again, everybody agrees that when it comes to uh, the undergarments, that they should be laundered the covered Shabbos, but uh, anything else is, is a non-issue. What about wearing my Shabbos clothing during the week? This is a fascinating Shiloh. Now that we're getting into this, we're like, oh, we dress for Shabbos. What if I have a, sh- a dinner that I need to go out to or a wedding? Right? So it's a weekday event, and I'm supposed to have clothing that are set aside special for Shabbos. Is it inappropriate to take out my Shabbos clothing for an event? Now, Alpi Kabbalah, according to the Arizal, the Arizal does write, um, the Arizal does write, and this is brought down the Magad Avram, El Yeraba, Kafachayim, that a person should be careful not to use their Shabbos clothing during the week. Um, some and this is really the, the approach that most of us take. I do wear my Shabbos suit. Uh, I don't have a whole, uh, you know, it's not like, it's, what are you going to do? <laughs> so you wear nicer clothing and then you make sure that you put it back nicely, separate it, look up at Shabbos. But those who, exp- the, the, the ability to say is that those who explain the Arizal to really mean that it's not really an issue to take out your Shabbos clothing and wear it every once in a while during the week. What it really means is that a clothing garment that's usually worn during the week should ideally not be worn on Shabbos, meaning to have a separate set. But once you have a separate set to take it out here and there, there are those who say, even according to the Arizal, it's a non-issue to wear a, a, to wear a suit, a dress for a, a wedding, a date, a dinner, whatever it is. Okay. The Arizal also writes, and this is something that is a lot less common here in the States, it's a lot more common in Eretz Yisrael, but it's worthwhile mentioning when dealing with Shabbos clothing, this is not a halacha. Darizal writes that there are um, four unique garments, there are four garments that a person should try to wear white on Shabbos. Find in Israel people like wear on more white type of clothing. You'll see that in certain communities and in, in certain settings. Some people do have, uh, do have this custom. Um, it is brought down, however, in the Prima Godum, Eishel Avram, and the Bir Alacha. They write that if your community does not do this, and by you doing this, like a person wants to take on the Arizal. You want to take it on, I want to wear four garments, you know, that are white in honor of Shabbos. They write that if it's going to look, if it's going to be Mechse Kiyor, if it's going to look arrogant, and a little bit like, oh, I'm more special than everybody else, then you don't do it. But otherwise, a person wants to follow this, you know, Gizem uh, hate. Now, today, most people do not wear uh, white garments, lekavet Shabbos. It's not a. It's not something which is which is common. When do I put on my Shabbos clothing? When? How long should it stay on? So, the Darke Maisha and the Rama they say after a person showers themselves for Shabbos, gets ready for Shabbos in the Hasidic communities specifically, and in Litvish as well for those who go to the mikveh, uh, which is common for men to go to the mikveh on erev Shabbos. So some after going to the mikvah, that's when they that's when they uh, they change into their into their Shabbos clothing. But basically, as when you're getting ready for Shabbos and Shabbos is already coming in in this Friday setting, as we explained that week, that's when we that's when we wear Shabbos clothing. And the Shabbos clothing should be worn uh, 
ideally through Havdalah. Ideally through Havdalah. The reason why I'm saying is like, oh, isn't it usually done like that anyway? The answer is, you know, you, you notice sometimes shuls might have like a Shabbaton and they'll have like, everybody go home after Marev, change and then come back for like the Havdalah concert. Right? They'll make Havdalah and shul and they'll have them Lava Malka and a, and a whole thing. Right? It's worthwhile it's worthwhile because of the halach. You're really supposed to stay in your Shabbos clothing until, until you make Abdullah. That if you ever have a setting like that, to make Abdullah by yourself or to hear Abdullah earlier and then change out. It's worthwhile. Then you go back for the event and you already heard Abdullah. You know, there, there's no issue. Otherwise, a person should ideally stay in their Shabbos clothing until, until they've, they've heard the Abdullah. There are others who maintain um, that there's a custom for those who stay in their Shabbos clothing until after they eat Malava Malka. No, Malava Malka is also a Sauda, it's a mitzvah to eat Malava Malka on Matzi Shabbos. And um, the opinion seems to be like the first one, that once you make Abdullah, we, we remove the Shabbos clothing. Another halacha when it comes to Shabbos garments is that a person should check their pockets before Shabbos begins. Those who actually have a custom to sew their pockets closed, we mentioned this uh, last week. But there, that when it comes to Shabbos, when putting it on Erev Shabbos to check the pockets if they are, to make sure we don't come to carry. Even if there's an Erev around, it's a mitzvah to check, uh, to check the garments. Um, some are careful to never place anything in their Shabbos garments. Other have a custom, as we said, to sew their, their uh, pockets closed. You don't need to check pockets for crumbs. That's not what we're checking for. We're checking for items. Okay, There's no issue if you have crumbs in your pocket to walk around. That's buttle. It's, there's no... There's no real uh, issue over there. Now, an interesting, an interesting thing is, what about stains on Shabbos clothing? We said that the purpose of Shabbos clothing is the covenant of Ferris. So it's now, uh, you know, it's now Shabbos morning or Shabbos afternoon, and I've got, uh, I've got some sauce on my suit. I got some sauce on my shirt. I got, you know. So, uh, what do I do about that? What do I do about that? It's always worthwhile to stay in your Shabbos clothing. It's always worthwhile to stay in your Shabbos clothing. Um, not if it's like ripped and it's like disgusting, um, but realize, you know, there's, there's two approaches. There are those who say, if your serpent soup becomes dirty, take it off. It's not covered Shabbos. The other approach is, and this is what I've seen and heard, and this is what kind of was uh, taught, not in class, but taught to me by my rabbeim when like I would maybe dress a little less Shabbos dick, and my excuse was, my Shabbos clothes got dirty, Right? So my rabbi, rabbi would say to me, that's also covered Shabbos. If you wear a dirty shirt on Shabbos afternoon, you're showing you keep Hilcha Shabbos by not cleaning it. Everybody understands, you got a little chalent on your shirt. You got, you know, I'm like, Shabbos, you got a little chalent. That's also, okay, if you have a clean shirt, change to a clean shirt. It's not respectful to walk around like that. But it's better to have a shirt with a little bit of chalent and it's still like your Shabbos dick shirt. Everybody knows, you know, you share a little bit. You're not, you're not, so, uh, you're not so frugal. Not so frugal. Sometimes with my kids on their white shirts, I tell them, but after they drink one, you know, a little sip of grape juice, I'm like, yeah, you have some white on your pink shirt. You know, it's like to find a little spot. It gets filthy. It gets dirty. Um, but when it comes to dirtying, I'm just saying there's two different approaches, and use your common sense to uh, to balance it out. To end off, I want to share something very interesting that I saw. There's something new that I saw about Streimlich. Right? You know, Streimel is. My, my mother told me when my older brother was young, she used to ask her why some people were cats on their, on their head. 
He thought, he thought, he's like, why is that man wearing a cat on his head? He thought, right? thought it was a cat, depending on the, uh, on the shape of it. So there's a custom in Hasidish circles to wear a special strimal on Shabbos. I didn't research this at all. I just came across this yesterday. I didn't research strimal. I'm sure there's so much more uh, to it. It happens to be a lot of Litvish Gedolim. Um, also wore Strymlech. It was not a Hasidish thing going back 50 years, 100 years. It was a lot of the, a lot of the Litvish Gedolim in Yerushalayim as well. They all wore, wore Strymlech. Um, I'd like to share an idea where it comes from, at least from the Kleisenberger Rebbe. This is how he explains. I found this to be fascinating. The Kleisenberger Rebbe, Zechariah of the went through the war. Tremendous, tremendous tzaddik. Um, he, he explains, he says, throughout our Gullus, uh, the Jewish people have always, we've always suffered specific humiliation. The, the, the nations would do what they could to humiliate us. And they would come up with very creative ideas how to degrade Yidin. And there was a particular period of time, I didn't see when this was, when the authorities would force Jews to wear hats made out of animal tails. They would wear hats made of animal tails, and it was apparently it was degrading. Like you're a tail, you're a tail. That's what you, you're, you're animal tails, and this was a way of of demeaning us. But as Jews, we know, good luck, right? It's not about how people treat us; it's how we treat ourselves. And the Yidden of that time said the Kleisenberger Rebbe they were a lot more creative than their oppressors, and they actually they had to wear it. They had to wear these tails. That was part of the rules of the, the Medina. And they, they took pride in this garment that distinguished them from the Goyim. And they turned it into an elegant item that they wore on Shabbos, Yom Tif, and on special occasions. And he says, very interesting, he says that um, Shabbos, the Hebrew letters are Shin Bez Tuf. Shabbos, Shin Bez Tuf, which says the, says the Kleisenberger Rebbe, Hasidim, for Shabbos, they, they use those letters, Shin Bez Tuf, as an acrostic for the letters, Strimal, Shin, Strimal, Bez, Bimakom, in place, Tuf Tfilin. Make sure to wear a Strimal on your head where you're Tfilin. Sunday through Friday where we're Tfilin, Shabbos, we wear a Strimal. That was their... Uh, that was, that was their take. You want to degrade us by making us wear these tails. Now, I mean, you can't afford a strum. But uh, you want to degrade us, you didn't find a way. We'll do it, but we'll find a way to use it in a way where we take, we take what you're trying to put us down with and, and we're going to elevate it. And this is really, you know, in, in a broader context, the, the message of Shabbos clothing. That not that chasholm, anything's putting us down, but we're supposed to take something where our usual standards, our usual Sunday to Friday standards, and make sure throughout Shabbos, there's, there's Kedusha on Shabbos afternoon, the same way it is Friday night, that we retain this level, like the Kain Gadol, when he did his avoda of using Shabbos L'Kavod for our personal honor, Ul and to bring honor to the office of Shabbos, to the office of HaKadosh Baruch Hu.